Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Hello, hello, my friend. I hope you're staying happy, healthy, and awesome, but I honestly have no doubt about that last one because you are always freaking awesome. I just want to say that I am so grateful for you tuning in today and for clicking on this episode because I know it has kind of a freaky title. I mean, we're going to be talking about how seeing your eating disorder as a parasite can really allow you to separate yourself from it and therefore propel you forward in recovery because that is the end goal, right? Hell yeah, it is. And I'm referring to you as my friend friend (laughs) because I honestly want this podcast to be like us having a casual chat over coffee or whatever you like to drink because I know coffee doesn't work for everyone so maybe you like tea or milk and cookies maybe you are Santa or maybe you're just a plain Jane gal who likes her water Whatever you are doing right now, I would so appreciate it if you could screenshot you listening to this episode and tag me on your stories on Instagram and also DM me what you would order if we were sitting in a cafe in San Diego together right now, which by the way, you are always welcome. Now, speaking of friends, I used to think my eating disorder was my friend. It crept into my life when I was only 11 years old and it just gave me this sense of purpose. I honestly would feel so superior at school when I was the only one to have the quote-unquote willpower to turn down the cupcakes when it was someone's birthday and I honestly felt so grown up when people would admire me for running every day at quote-unquote such a young age. And eating super clean and super healthy just gave me this incredible sense of pride. And I don't think I've shared this anywhere before, but I was just super judgmental during the time of my eating disorder. And when other people would eat so-called junk food, I would almost just relish in this feeling that I was better than them. I would constantly be comparing what I was eating and how I was exercising just to make sure that I always ate less food and exercised more. And this just gave me this constant sense of accomplishment. Now, I did make a video on comparison over on my YouTube channel a while ago, which is just Live Label Free, like the name of this podcast. I will link it in the show notes below as well. I highly recommend you go watch that YouTube video if you want to understand the biological reason we compare when struggling with an eating disorder. And I also, in that video, comprehensively explain how you can stop comparing because comparison makes it so damn hard to recover from an eating disorder. I mean, recovery is all about prioritizing yourself and your health, and that's pretty impossible to do if you were constantly looking over your shoulder to check out what everyone else is eating. But that comparison and that feeling of superiority, really any of these manipulative behaviors are rooted in the eating disorder, which I like to see as a parasite or a virus. So before I get into exactly what I mean here, 
I actually came up with this metaphor when I was explaining to my mom one day how it really feels to have an eating disorder. And because it is such a complex illness, that's literally the definition of a paradox. I mean, think about it. Someone who is malnourished and doesn't eat enough and is supposed to eat more like has this resistance to eating more it just doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense so the only way i've been able to explain what it's really like to people who don't have lived experience with an eating disorder or let me rephrase this the only way i've been able to have people at least partially understand what it's like to live with an eating disorder is through metaphors that's why i use so many metaphors on my instagram and in my videos and on my blog because metaphors give us the power to break down a really complex idea and bring it in parallel with something that we do understand so yesterday i was having a call with a client of mine and she was telling me how it's so scary to let go of the eating disorder and to pursue recovery out of fear that there will be nothing left when she's quote-unquote recovered. And if you resonate at all with that, that fear of emptiness, know that you are so not alone because this feeling, this feeling of emptiness and the fear of not having a purpose after your eating disorder, it is so incredibly common. And it's something I struggled with big time during my own recovery. I wondered who I would be without my eating disorder. And this constant pondering and bickering in my head of whether to recover or whether to not recover, it acted as an excuse to put off recovery for such a long time. And I mentioned in my last podcast episode, um, my honest update, that as humans, and really I'm sure all mammals and really any animals, we often don't do the scary thing or we don't take the risk because we have no guarantee of the outcome. We have no guarantee that what we want is actually going to work. So we just sit still and don't do anything. But I also said in that episode that surrendering in these times is really the key when it comes to life because the reality is that most things in life we cannot control. Just think about the pandemic that we are literally still going through right now. No one could have prevented that from happening. The virus just spread exponentially and it used our bodies as hosts to multiply. And that is where I love this metaphor of the eating disorder being like a parasite or like a virus because just like the covid virus did that's exactly what an eating disorder does it uses our bodies and our brains to manifest itself and then it takes all of our strengths whether this be persistence or intelligence or our work ethic and it uses those traits to its advantage and because these traits are part of our true personality and are traits that have helped us in the world and make us the strong unique person that we are our eating disorder thoughts can become so intertwined with our own thoughts and we just will reach this point where we almost think that we are the eating disorder that the eating disorder and us are just like one being and we think our eating disorder is just our identity so when the eating disorder compares or tricks us into thinking we are superior it's just a cloaked version of reality because an eating disorder does not make you superior it leads to a life that is inferior and i'm going to repeat that because that's such a powerful quote and honestly one of my favorites an eating disorder does not make you superior it leads to a life that is inferior. 
because in reality, an eating disorder does not form your identity. It strips you of one, literally to your bare bones sometimes. You smile, you laugh, your love for a certain sport or interest in reading fiction novels. Your eating disorder will take that from you and makes you obsessed with cookbooks instead of fiction novels or it takes your love of gymnastics or soccer or basketball or whatever and it causes you to dread every workout it replaces your life with an obsession around food exercise and numbers i mean think about it everything that makes you you your eating disorder steals that from you. Just like if you had parasites in your stomach, they eat up and they steal everything that you are putting into your mouth, depriving you of one of the most essential parts to human survival, which is food. Are you currently experiencing extreme hunger and do you fear that you're becoming a binge eater? Or perhaps you are constantly thinking of ways to deserve food or make up for it, or you just feel overridden with gut-wrenching guilt every time you eat something unplanned or miss a workout. If any of that resonates, you are in luck because I am interrupting my very own episode to tell you about my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. One of my favorite quotes is that your mess will become your message and my coaching program was really born out of that. I created this program after being told that I was a hopeless case by a clinical psychiatrist over six years ago. I thought there was something wrong with me and that I was simply uncurable, but I quickly learned that I wasn't the only one being pushed aside by their doctors and healthcare providers. It was the system that was failing patients, not to mention how most treatment centers or insurance companies only support those who fit the eating disorder stereotypes. As the years went on and I finally dug myself out of the deep hole the eating disorder had created for me, I continued to hear horror story after horror story from clients being disregarded and being labeled as too complex by the so-called professionals. In the traditional healthcare system, it really is unfortunate that you fall between land and ship when you're dealing with more than one mental health issue, and you're often told to first quote-unquote fix the other issues before they can help you with tackling your eating disorder. But it does not work like that. An eating disorder never stands alone, so why should you? My promise when it comes to coaching is to guide you on the path to freedom, whatever that looks like for you. You don't need to fit a stereotype or be at a low weight or even feel sick enough to get help. In fact, if any part of your life is compromised by disordered eating, you are sick enough and have every right to help. Whatever you're going through right now, please know that you are never alone and I am so open to exploring how we can find freedom for you together. I have stood in your shoes and am so incredibly passionate about the power of lived experience. I thought that I was never going to get better, yet here I am, thriving. And if I can do it, so can you. During our time together, we will approach your recovery holistically. We'll explore what's holding you back, discover what you need, and unlock your full potential because you are so beautiful and unique, my friend. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call with me at 
livelabelfree.com forward slash schedule. That's livelabelfree, like the name of this podcast, dot com forward slash schedule. So that's S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E. I absolutely cannot wait to chat. Now, let's get back to the episode. And I really feel like this metaphor allows not only sufferers of eating disorders, but also parents and loved ones and physicians and other healthcare providers to understand why it's the quote-unquote smart ones that develop anorexia or any other type of restrictive eating disorder. And just to give an example here, during my own disease, people often asked me and they would say like you're so smart how could you be so dumb as to not eat when you're this sick and other people might say like you know how damaging over exercise is so how can you be so ignorant as to go running every day and the thing about eating disorders is that we often do know how dangerous they are we are smart people I was personally completely aware of how thin I was, and I knew that if I continued this lifestyle, that I would die. But that is how fucking conniving the illness can be. It completely distorts your vision of reality, because in reality, you are not dumb for eating. Eating disorder just has a very smart way of convincing you not to eat. And With regard to the exercise example, you are not ignorant for going running every day. Eating disorder just has a very clever way of getting you to move all the time. And as you can see here, the eating disorder, just like a virus, has hijacked your own qualities of perseverance and commitment and used them to its advantage, which is often why the illness can persist for so long. So when you understand that this is what the eating disorder does, that it hijacks you and is not you, but a mere part of you, it opens the doors to taking back the power over your life and your decisions. Because no, an eating disorder was not your decision, but recovery always is. People generally prefer taking on a victim mindset, and this isn't only for eating disorders, but everything in life, because it's so much easier to just sit and be mad and blame your problems on the external world than to get up and start working and taking action. But the thing is that if you really want to live without your eating disorder, there's no way around doing the hard work. Making the eating disorder your identity is taking on a victim role because it sets you up to believe that there's nothing you can do about it. However, separating the eating disorder and seeing it as a parasite or a virus or whatever hijacking organism you want to think of, it allows you to remove the illness from your identity, which in turn allows you to take ownership over killing off this parasite for good. And while we're talking about viruses and separating yourself from the eating disorder, let's take the very timely example of the coronavirus. Because why not, you know, we're we're middling the pandemic still, so (laughs) why not talk about it? So if you get COVID, it is not your fault. You just now have COVID. You are infected with COVID. And you could piss and moan about it and go out and scream on the streets and blame everyone who doesn't wear a mask. Or you could blame that one person who went to the party and caught COVID and then passed it on to you. But honestly, where the hell will that get you? Taking on this victim mindset and blaming others, it'll only make you sicker 
because it drains you of the much needed energy that your body needs to heal itself. And it shields you from taking ownership and taking the necessary measures to heal, which is saving up energy and resting. (laughs) And here again is where surrendering and trusting comes in because of course, there's only so much in your physical control when it comes to healing as it's ultimately your immune system that's going to get rid of the virus. But you, yes you, have control over how you treat your body. So resting and eating nourishing foods and drinking water and all the things when you do when you have COVID or sick, you have to do those things and then you have to trust that your body is going to take care of the rest and trust that your body is going to heal. And then if you do that, before you know it, you are recovered. You are COVID free, baby. You've built antibodies that make you stronger so that the next time you come into contact with the coronavirus, and maybe you've also been vaccinated now, which has also boosted your immune system, your body now recognizes the trigger and then can fend for itself. So do notice my language here. We say that someone has or someone has had COVID. No one would ever say you are uh, a COVIDian or no one would ever say you are chronic. Like, no, like people say you're anorexic, you know? We say this because the virus is not part of us. It doesn't make up our identity. So we don't use identity first language when referring to a virus. And it's about time we start doing the same for eating disorders because an eating disorder is not part of us. There's so often people say like, oh, she's anorexic or oh, she's bulimic. But we need to stop saying that because you are not your illness. You may have an illness, which means you can also get rid of the illness, just like you can also get rid of COVID if you have it. And it's hard, but taking ownership of your recovery and honoring your extreme hunger and then trusting and surrendering to the process of healing, it will make you stronger. It's just like building antibodies against a virus. Constantly challenging your eating disorder thoughts will create new neural networks in your brain and weaken the eating disorder pathways so that over time, an eating disorder thought has nothing on you and you can fend for yourself. So why did I just share all this? Because seeing the eating disorder in this way helped me immensely during my own recovery years ago. And I truly believe that this way of thinking will help you too. I am so incredibly passionate about this topic because no one deserves to live with this beast of an illness, hijacking you and stealing your joy. So as always, if you got anything out of this episode, even if it's just one word I said or one quote or just a snippet, I would so appreciate it if you could share it with someone who you think would benefit and if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It supports the show more than you know and most of all, it makes me smile. It makes me happy and motivates me to keep pushing out valuable content and taking time out of my day to provide you with value. So thank you so much again for listening, my friend. You are so incredibly loved. You are amazing and you are always stronger than you think. Bye now.